Hello, sweet friends, and welcome to Breakdowns, Breakthroughs, and Awakenings. My name's Rochelle, and I will be your host and guide as we navigate exploring some of the darker, more taboo areas of this beautiful journey called life. On top of being a spiritual intuitive and an intuitive energy worker, I'm also someone who has worked through a lot of personal trauma from this life and lives before. And what I've found is that though our darkest moments have the ability to completely break us down, they can also apply the right amount of pressure that we need to break through and awaken to our soul's true purpose. I created this podcast to shine light on the shadows we all have, to offer hope to those who are struggling, and to allow a safe space for those of us who want to dig deeper and fully commit to our healing journeys. Only when we bring our shadows into the light are we able to transmute and heal, and right now, the world needs that more than ever. We'll talk about everything from spirituality to mental health, conscious kink to religion and anything else you request this is a non-judgmental space and i am here to serve for the highest good of all i hope you enjoy and i encourage you to connect with our community find us on facebook or instagram using the links in the show notes or book a card reading i would absolutely love to open up my channel and pass along any messages the divine has for you at this time Remember, though life in this chaotic world can feel very lonely, you are never alone. I am always sending love, and we'll speak soon. Okay, good morning, everyone, or good evening, or good middle of the night, whatever time of day it is when you happen to listen to this podcast. My name's Rochelle, and today I wanted to offer an episode about co-parenting. I did put out a poll asking how many of you would like to hear a episode surrounding grief and the holidays and that episode will be coming out next week but this week I was feeling called to just talk about co-parenting a little bit because I have a lot of friends who are going through separations and this will be their first Christmas without being a quote-unquote united family. But I really want to share with you guys today how it is very possible to remain a united family even if you are not romantically involved anymore. All right, so before we get into the episode today, I just want to First of all, acknowledge that I do feel quite privileged in the relationship that I have had with my co-parent. So if you guys don't know, my co-parent, his name is Dorian. Um, He's just like a fantastic person. He is like loyal. He has integrity. He will always be there for our daughter and for me. And, you know, over the last couple years... We separated and then COVID happened and then like it was just like a series of crazy events and we really supported each other as much as we possibly could through that time and we still continue to do so. But I just want to acknowledge that 
not everybody is in that same situation. And even if you are not, if you have a co-parent that is super unhelpful or a narcissist or, you know, there's a lot of different varieties of co-parents, I just want to encourage you that you can still utilize the tips in this episode to at least govern the way you behave like you very well may spend the next 10 years of your life trying to work with somebody who is never going to change but you can still be a person of integrity you can still do what's right for you you can still speak kindly of them you can still see through your children's eyes that like this is their other parent and they love them and to not like crush that for them, you know? So I just wanted to put that out there that I acknowledge that everybody is in a different situation. I have been very privileged to have an amazing co-parent. And um, really at the end of the day, if you're in a struggle, just remember that you always have control over yourself. And the other thing that I want to say before we get into it is that It's really important to remember that you and your co-parent are going to have a relationship for the rest of your life. If you have kids, you are co-parenting and you're in a relationship. It's just that the relationship has shifted out of romantic and into something else. So just remember that like this is a relationship that you need to tend to and nurture and spend time on and be intentional with because this person is going to be in your life for the rest of your life. So the first thing that I just want to say is that even if you feel like, you know, your separation is really fresh and you might have like a lot of intense feelings towards your partner, um, you may not want to spend time with them Depending on how old your kids are, this may be affecting them differently. If you have multiple kids versus one kid, there's a lot of factors that can play into this. Also, depending on like the support you have from your family and, you know, the job that you do and how often you have to be away from your kids as you're making this transition and who had to leave the house. And there's so many things that can play into this. But I just want to help you kind of understand a few things that will be helpful no matter what situation you might be in. I want to share something with you guys that happened yesterday before we get into the tips and stuff because this is just to show you truly what is possible when you put your child first and you work as a team with the person that you used to love. So this last weekend, Right now, my daughter's with her dad, and on the weekend, they went to Whistler, which is, um, it's like a few hours away. You got to, like, take a ferry, so it was, like, a bit of a trip, and they spent a few days there with his family, the cousins, and just played in the snow, and when they came back, Millie was, uh, she was missing me, and I was missing her, you know? I feel the distance when she's not in the city just down the street. And so she asked her dad if they could come by and she could just have a quick snuggle and then go home. And I was like, yeah, of course, anytime. I am happy to see you guys anytime. And then we decided to um, have Millie stay with me just for like an hour or so so Dorian could go home and unpack and just kind of like 
you know, you know what it's like when you get back from a vacation. Just kind of settle for a bit. So Millie and I got to hang out for a bit. She got to have some time with Dinah, the cat. And we kind of caught up and snuggled and watched a show and had some food. And then I took her back to her dad's house. And when we got there, I helped with her room a bit. It was a little bit of a mess. So we all kind of as a family cleaned it up. And then it was time to go. And when it was time for me to go home, she was quite upset. I could tell that she was just overwhelmed. You know, my daughter is a highly sensitive, sweet little angel soul. And being away, having lots of people that you don't usually see and just all of the things, staying up late and junk food. And she was exhausted and she did not want me to go. And... I had actually suggested to her dad, I was like, you know, she can just spend the night at my house if you want, and then that way her and I can connect, you can have a break, and she can not have to get up so early to go to, like, before school care in the morning, because I can just take her, and he was like, no, it's okay, like, I would really rather just continue to spend as much time as possible with her, and I was like, okay, but when we did have to separate that evening, it was a challenge, and I knew that it was going to be, and so I... We were like on the stairs, the front stairs, and she was very emotional. And so I just sat there and I just held her and I just told her that, you know, it's okay to be sad and I'm glad we got to spend any extra time together at all because normally we wouldn't have seen each other until a few more days. And her dad was there and we just kind of let her have her feelings and we didn't rush her. And we were just both there to like let her know that, this is okay to feel this way. We understand that this is hard and, you know, we're here for you. So eventually she went up to bed and I went home and then we had our evening phone call that night because we always talk on the phone every night, the three of us. And I knew that she was sad. So I read her a story and um, we said goodnight And that is the kind of relationship that is possible to have. Now, I will say, of course, we were all like, you know, there are moments when her dad and I are arguing, but even when we're having like tenseness with each other, we still always put our daughter first. Like we never fight in front of her. We never say bad things about each other in front of her. Like, I don't think we say bad things about each other anyways, because that's just not the kind of people we are. But you know, we just like, we want her to feel like we're still a family. And that's always how we've done it. We agreed before we even got divorced that that's what the message was going to be. Like, we are still a family. Even though we're not going to all live together anymore, we're still a family. And we've really, from the very first year that we separated, like, I remember we separated in August. And in September, there's this festival that happens where we live and it's like a lantern festival and we all went the next month. Like, that's just how it's been. We do Christmases together. We do most of the holidays together. Like, we're going to have a sleepover for Christmas this year. I'm going to go spend the night at their place so we can wake up in the morning. And it's just really important. Like, you have to intentionally choose how you want your future to play out. Like, you don't just let it unfold and like flow with however it's going to be you choose how you want it to go and yes of course there's something to be said for like going with the flow but only if it's your flow so you know I can also only speak from my experience 
having had a co-parent who is like extremely awesome like I realize not everybody is like this some people are gonna have exes that are much more difficult and of course I empathize for you if that's a situation you're in and I really can't speak to that but what I can say is that you are always in control of the way that you respond to things so even if you have an ex who's being shitty you can still choose to not tear them down in front of your child. You can still choose to not swear at them when you're on the phone with them and your kids are in the room. You can still choose to have integrity and be kind in all that you do. Let's get into the tips. How can you, especially during the holidays, create a more conscious, loving relationship? How can you co-parent effectively? And how can you make sure that your children are feeling loved during one of the most difficult things that they're ever going to go through. The first thing that I would suggest for you guys is if you haven't yet set an intention for how you want your co-parenting journey to be. Have you talked to your partner about this? Like if your partner, your ex-partner is open to having a conversation about the way that you want the future to play out, of course, maybe that's not the way that it's going to be, but at least set an intention because intentions are really powerful and they're kind of like your guiding light as to the actions that you take and the way that you're going to do things. So set the intention like, are you going to try to stay unified as much as possible? Are you going to have no contact with each other? Like you really do need to put some effort into how this is going to look for your family. So that's the first tip that I would have. The second tip is to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. I know that it's challenging, but, and you're probably having a lot of emotions, but Self-care is so important. You guys will know this if you have been with me for a while. I am so into self-care. That's why I just did this workshop on the weekend. It was amazing. You cannot tend to other people. You can't show up for your kids. You can't have positive, intentional conversations with your ex if you are not taking care of yourself at all. And remember that self-care doesn't have to be elaborate or time-consuming. It can be literally just taking five minutes at the end of the day to journal. It can be saying some nice things to yourself in the mirror every day, even if it's really hard to do. Make sure that you tend to yourself first because your kids need you now more than ever. So once you've set some intentions about how you want your co-parenting journey to unfold and you've taken some time to care for yourself, for the love of God, tip three is put your children first, okay? Your children are not responsible for this. Your children don't need to take sides your children need to see a united front as much as possible they need to feel important and validated and seen and heard and they need to feel loved so really as much as you can carving out time to spend a little bit of time every day even just five minutes every day with each child that you have can make all of the difference in the world when especially you're going through this transition at the beginning because they're gonna I mean there's so much going on there obviously they're gonna notice that there's stress and chaos and they need to be reassured because they're just sweet little angels who just need their their parents to love them and guide them through what they're going through right even if you're like I don't know how the fuck to do that 
just be present with them. That's all you need to do, okay? Put your children first. Be present with them. Make sure that they know that they're loved and that this is not going to ruin their lives. You know what I'm saying? The next thing that I would say to do is to really listen to each other. One of the things that Dorian and I learned when we were doing marriage counseling was how to actually listen to each other. And honestly, this exercise that we had to do was so painful. It was, we had to just sit there and one person would get to just say whatever they needed to say. We were not allowed to interrupt them to comment anything at all until they gave us the go ahead to do so. And we took turns doing this. And I remember just being like, oh my God, like this is so painful, like biting my tongue. And like it really taught me how little I had listened to him or probably anyone else before. So a lot of us really don't actually give each other the time and space to hear the other person out. We might think that we're doing that, but a lot of the time we're not. And if you try this exercise, even if you don't have like an ex, if you have a partner, if you have a friend, like just try actually listening to somebody and then actively listening, which is repeating back what you hear so that you can ensure that what you've listened to and what you heard are the same things. So you can say, okay, so what I'm hearing is this. Is that right? And that makes you feel like this. Is that right? And that's how you actively listen. So make sure that you're actually taking time to listen to each other and like what are your goals for this and how are we going to move through this and not just cutting them off and, you know, letting things get heated. Actually let your other I'm still calling it partner, sorry. Because I still consider Dorian a partner like in that way. Like we are partners in this co-parenting journey. Um, so let your co-parent speak and actually listen to them. And even if you have somebody in your life where that's not going to be reciprocated, where they're not going to let you speak, of course that's extremely difficult and frustrating. But the hope is that if your intention is to actively listen and let them speak, that you behaving that way will encourage a shift within them as well. So that is the next tip. The next thing I would say is respect their time. So like Dorian and I, the other night I wanted to have Millie. I asked if I could bring her. If I could spend the night with her because I thought that that would be really good for her after like being in travel mode and stuff like that. And he was like, no, I really want to have her like this is my time. And I was like, okay, like, you know, you're right. It's your time. We have an agreement. And so that's absolutely fine. Like I, I respect you and I believe that you can manage this and Millie loves you as much as she loves me. And I have, you know. I have every belief that you guys will figure it out even if it's going to be a challenging night. So respect their time. And if there is something that you want to do that is like on their time, so like for example over Christmas, um, 
extra things will be happening. My daughter has a like a cousin sleepover at her grandpa's house this coming weekend. And even though it's my weekend, I want her to go. I want her to have fun and sleep over with her cousins and get to see her family, of course. And so Dorian asked me about this like a couple of weeks ago, right? It's not like it's the day of and it's like, oh, hey, can she go like sleep at my dad's place? It's like, no, like, <laughs> but if you ask in advance and you do it respectfully and it's like, you know, if we could make this happen, that would be great. But if not, I understand because it's your time just be respectful just like it really comes down to conducting yourself as just like a decent human being being respectful listening to what the other person has to say respecting people's time and energy and just being a good person and then the other thing that I would say is remember the love you know when you're trying to create kind of a new way of being and especially if there is maybe some hurt like maybe somebody was unfaithful or maybe somebody did something terrible to the other person remember that at one point you did love this person and you probably still do love this person and you're just being hurt because that person hurt you right you know you never really know what the other person is going through and for somebody to hurt you deeply They're obviously hurt themselves. Hurt people hurt people. And so just try to have compassion towards this person that you once loved so much you decided to raise a child with, right? Things ebb and flow and change and shift. And, you know, sometimes the relationship doesn't work out, but that doesn't mean that you can't still be a family. And that's the last thing that I would say is let your kids know that you're still a family. Like you can make your family whatever way you want it to be. You don't have to be married and in a romantic relationship to have a family. And of course, it's going to be a tough transition as you kind of work through the initial stuff. But have hope. Like at the end of the day, have hope and have faith that things can work out once the intense emotions kind of work themselves through you know there is all of the hope in the world that this might even be the best thing for you I know personally I would not be where I am right now if I had stayed married and so well yes I can say even for Dorian I saw him this morning briefly like I I feel like he is still struggling and he sounds like he's still struggling a bit but I have full faith that he's going to find his path as well. And I just know that that wouldn't have happened if we had stayed together. I would have been thwarting my own shine. And I know in my soul, in my heart, in my brain that me being able to shine is going to help Dorian and Millie to also become the best versions of themselves once all of the you know sadness has faded because there's still definitely sadness for both of them and there is sadness for me as well you guys just because you know I was kind of the one who left the marriage it doesn't really mean that there is not sadness on my part either I just knew that it was what I needed to do but you know when when they're off at Whistler having like the time of their lives and sending me pictures and I'm so grateful they do send me pictures but it's hard it's sad and you know when I have to leave my daughter and she goes to bed and she's crying because she doesn't want to be apart like it's hard and it's sad for me too but 
I just know that it was the right thing to do. Okay, so that pretty much wraps it up. I hope that some of these um, tips, I guess, are useful. I hope that you found a little bit of hope or encouragement in today's episode. Um, Co-parenting can be a beautiful thing. It does not mean the end of the world. It doesn't mean your children are going to grow up to be fucked. It doesn't mean that it equals a negative relationship for you and your ex automatically. None of those things are true. Those are false limiting beliefs. And you can create whatever kind of relationship with your ex you want going forward. It might take some time. It might not be easy. I can pretty much guarantee you it's not going to be easy. But it's the most worthwhile thing that you can do, especially right now, because a lot of the children that are coming into the world right now are highly sensitive, light-working children, and they really need a lot of love and support because here's the spiritual aspect of today's show, because we are shifting into a new consciousness. We are raising the vibration of the planet as we speak, and the children that are super highly sensitive really need, even if you guys are not together, they need to know that they're supported and loved and that it's going to be okay and that they are safe with both parents together or apart. So I hope you enjoyed that. I am sending you guys lots of love for the Christmas season and we will speak soon.